right, everybody. Welcome to the MXU Video Podcast. I should say, actually, welcome back. Wait, we are back. Podcast. That's true. It's been a minute. It has been Hand a long... Hand up. I apologize. I think we all owe everyone an apology. This is true. I mean, it's Very been true. a while. It's been a busy summer. It's been busy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's been ridiculous, and um, if... I don't know. It's, it's, I wish people listening could see like the text messages back and forth that we've had. Uh, be like, hey, it's been two weeks. We need to, or been a month, and we need to record a podcast, and then that it's turns been eight into weeks. It's weeks. been two months. Yeah, it's months. Been, yeah. yeah. So uh, we apologize, everybody. Um, we are just uh, we're now hitting record, and we're ready to to go. And summer's over. I think everybody had a good summer, and yeah, Let's yeah. I think, and roll. I think we're all hoping now that you know school is back, back into a routine. We're all, I mean, dads with families and kids and crazy job so it's just tough to schedule our three schedules together to get this done but looking forward to the fall getting more regular with this thing getting the community back together and checking in yeah yeah how was how was y'all summer anyway any any cool things y'all been up to any fun things yeah i mean i just uh actually last week i was out in montana um actually you bagwell got me connected with with those guys with tim out there and uh Served as one of the video engineers for Fresh Life Church's movement conferences, their yearly uh, youth conference, uh, out in a rodeo in Montana, mm. of all things. Mm, come on. And uh, it was uh, it was nice. We walked in. I expected to be nasty every day, and they had uh, actually covered everything with this thick, uh, almost like landscape uh, mat that, you know, kept us from getting nasty. You know, by the end of the first day, you know, we were, we were covered from, from loading and whatnot, but it was beautiful. Um, unfortunately there were two wildfires in the area mm. and it was smoky every mm. single day. Like there was one day I had a decent view of the mountain range in the background. Um, and by smoky, you guys, I mean, uh, the smokiest day, depending on which way the wind was blowing. I got to the hotel that night and I took my clothes off and it smelled like I had been at a campfire. Mm, like wow. that's the level of smoke wow. it was, but it was an awesome event with, you know, several hundred kids, uh, a lot of great speakers. Levi Lesko was there. Uh, Louis Giglio came in, Christine Kane. Um, yeah, it, it was awesome. Got to work with the TNDV guys, which all three of us know and love. Um, they were just top notch as always. And, uh, you know, by the, by the last day we're like, all right, it's day four of event. Let's uh, let's load this thing out and go home. But yeah, it, it was good. It's good. What was what was the weather like? I I mean I I this love is an Man- outdoor Montana. conference, right? Yeah, it's outdoor conference. It only rained for a little bit on Sunday morning, the last day. Um, but we loaded in on Wednesday, show day Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it was ninety five. Oh, and holy. I was. Like, not what not what I was expecting. Um, How can it be that then, hot at that elevation? I know it was, y'all. It was ninety five. Uh, it was at least not as humid as we're used to here in the south, um, but it was still somewhat humid. And then um, by Saturday night, uh, the weather had shifted, and I was like, I almost went to the uh, merch tent to buy a sweatshirt. Wow. That's how much the temperature swung. Wow. It swung like 35 degrees in, in just a matter of a few days. And then obviously, you know, those of, those of you that have been on a TV truck, um, once it cools off, that AC is able to keep up. And uh, JJ, the truck EIC, he was actually 
finally having to manage the thermostat between keeping the key pros cool and not freezing all of us out. Yeah. Um, I love so, JJ. Yeah, the, the weather was unique. Guy. So was a truck warm at first because it couldn't keep up? And then? Uh, it was warm on the first day um, and the second day because it was a cool new thing for every single staff person for Fresh Life. Uh, apparently the year before they had rented a fly pack and they were in the back of a 24 foot, uh, U-Haul. Um, so it was not a good experience. Um, and so to this one, uh, everyone was excited and wanted to see it. So let's just say that the doors, uh, got opened and closed a lot as, uh, all the random people walked through. Um, and then by Thursday and, uh, Friday, it, it kind of kept up. And then when the weather shifted, it, it for sure did, but. It never got hot. It got hot in the back where uh, all the key pros and record decks and the camera CCUs were. Uh, it, it was a little warm back there, but at the other end of the truck, it was it was it wasn't too bad. That's cool. And That's this cool. is like north northern Montana, so this is like just south of Glacier National Park. So yeah, it's it it's about, up there. I looked it up. Yeah. It was like forty five minutes yeah. from there. Yeah. It took me a long time, two flights, and a long time to uh, to get there. Yeah, it's a cool. You, part you of the may country. have said. Is this, was this a youth conference? Yeah, okay. it was. That's pretty cool. I mean, way out there, they're still yeah. you know, reaching people like that. It's awesome. So Yeah, I mean, it was hundreds of kids. Uh, it, it was cool. My question for you, Zach and Jeremy, you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what character of Yellowstone are you? What mm-hmm. character of Yellowstone? Yeah. Oh, my. Like, are you a, Zach, I could almost see you like being a rip. Yeah, that's what most people say that know me and, and watch Yellowstone. Before I started watching Yellowstone, people were like, uh, you are Rip. You need to watch this show. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I don't even know. to be. I mean, geez. Probably need to ask my wife. Um, yeah, that's probably a good call. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. Because I probably know what character I want to be, but what Who I actually am. Be? Uh... I lo- I love Casey. Casey's like yeah, my favorite. Say, so yeah, yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. So how about you? Well, let's talk, let's just go ahead and name drop something real quick. Oh yeah, go ahead, Rusty. Who who are you? And then I'll say what I was. Gonna I was say. thinking Casey. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's a good show. We haven't watched it much this season. Kind of. The whole mid season like break down. sucks. I hate to like yeah. just finish the season. Let us finish. Yeah. It. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Bagwell Summer. What's uh what's over over your shoulder there that you're proudly? Oh displaying? yeah, that's probably yeah. That's uh that was my time. That was actually in the spring, but yeah, that was my time at the Masters. So it was really awesome. Uh, got to do some cool stuff that I can't really talk about because that's the way they roll. But um, yeah, got to spend some time there and meet a lot of cool people. And yeah, that was yeah. a bummer. Like you literally not even the three of us in this group text, you didn't even send any pictures I know. because you couldn't have your phone. Yes. And yeah, it was like, you're doing something. And like, I hate golf. Like <laughs> y'all know I'll joke about <laughs> golf with y'all. Like I'll go out, drive the golf cart and hang out with you, but I'm not playing. But the fact it's a still a big deal yeah. in the sports broadcast world. Yeah. And you walked away like, yeah, yeah, I can't really tell you much. Yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah. well, that was a lame event. I know. Right? Uh, yeah, I went over to, there's different areas of the golf course, obviously, and where the, all the trucks are. And I'm like, I just want to, like, I could have my phone in my pocket, but I couldn't have it, like, out in my hand. Um, so, I was like, I just want to take a picture of the millions of trucks that are sitting here, but you can't. So, uh, yeah. But it's a fun event. Do we it's know why that's so locked down? Yeah, they just, like, they they like 
controlling not the narrative uh so that's the way that private golf course rolls 365 so for them they want their tournament to feel like the way their private club operates so like if peyton manning oh, so it's comes not even in, a tournament thing it's the it's the correct. club yeah. yeah so like if Peyton Manning it. comes in to the club during whatever day, not the masters, but any other time, and they just want that club to feel like he's a normal person and there's no like tempted to take photos with him or anything like that. So it's just part of like throwback to like, Hey, we're here at a golf course to play golf today and not worry about whatever else is happening in the world. So they want to maintain that culture through the tournament. So that's the idea. Now, I'm not a spokesperson for them. That was just some of the things that I was told, uh, but it kind of sounds smart to me, but who knows? Um, what else is going on, Rusty? What you been up to? Um, it's been a busy summer. I've kind of started doing a little bit of a PMing, and I, you know, it's nice because you can like, yeah, production management, which is, yeah. I like that you can work on things without having to leave your home. Like you can just advance stuff. Um, but man, it's just so detail oriented. So a lot of, gained a lot of respect for all you people out there that love details and love uh, have. I mean, also gain respect for people who have a wide breadth of knowledge in our world. You know, I'm I have I would say been blessed enough to really be focused in my career as a video director. And to the extent that like I'm you know I'm not a great TD. I can I can get work. I can get my way around a a switcher but engineering is not really my strong suit and i've just been able to kind of focus my skill my craft that way but a lot of respect for you guys that have a just you know a good working knowledge of video and lighting and audio and all the all the disciplines so props to you guys out there um while we're talking about this what how there's a lot of probably people maybe listening it's like maybe we've heard the pming production manager phrase but how do you how do you define that like what is a role of responsibilities for what you say is a, a pm gig or or job yeah it's probably could do to hold it for ways now, what i've been doing this summer um i've been helping out for some chick-fil-a events in a local company in atlanta called pull spark um and what i'm really doing is kind of being the liaison between the creative side like the programming side and then the AV company that's bringing the gear. So the AV company has their own PM that's really managing that side of it. And so I've been trying to uh, take the vision from the creative and the programming side. Really, this, this relates really well to Church World. Um, take the vision of the programming side and then understand what that means, how to actually execute that. Take that to the AV vendor, AVL vendor, and make sure we got the gear that we need and the people we need to pull it off. So... Um, Thankfully, the partner we have uh, doing the AVL has their own PM who really understands, you know, more technically than I do. Uh, but I'm able to say, you know, creatively, this is what they want to happen. Here's how I think that should go, should play out and what we kind of need. And then they'll come back with that. Here's what we can provide, that kind of thing. Um, really a church TD, honestly, is what is kind of what yeah. how I see it. Yeah. So are, you're not necessarily saying here's where the like hangs for the PA system should be and Heavens now. Stuff. Okay. <laughs> Do not let me answer that question. <laughs> but you are just doing general scope and like, hey, here's here's what we want to feel. So here's the size of the room. Yeah. 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 Here's the size of the room. I, with, you know, here's some drawings of what we think. Um, you know, it's mostly hotel ballrooms on this kind of thing. So do we have the PA coverage that we need? Do we need to hang any, you know, side hangs or front fills or 
Um, and a lot of it is, can we rig it or do we have to ground stack it? Um, those kind of questions. LED, I mean, yeah. when it comes to video stuff, I can really dive in and help them figure out cameras and lensing and LED walls and that kind of stuff. And, you know, video codecs and that world. But uh, yeah. And then on the lighting side, it's all I can really say is, hey, I want it to look good. I, I need some lights that we can have some high energy, like DJ moments. Mm-hmm. And the front wash better be good. So that kind of thing. And yeah. Smarter people than me can go figure that out and um, make it happen. Yeah. So Zach, I'm, I'm interested, kind of some, we'll get back to you, Rusty, in just a second. But Zach, in that same vein, so you said you were an engineer at the this movement conference. What what do you define? Like, what what does that role look like? I mean, it, it turned in, I, I walked into it not really, you know, knowing what I was going to do. Um, I walked in it kind of with the thought of like, all right, we're going to get here and I know what gear we've got and I kind of know what they need to do and I'm going to have to figure it out. Um, well, it turns out that, uh, a guy named Rockford Todd, um, he is, he works for ESPN. He is one of the, he is typically a V1 on a show and by show, I mean, he does most of NHL hockey. Um, and he happens to be a volunteer at the church. Uh, and we walked on and he had taken his, uh, game Creek Gemini truck, uh, template and made us all of the information we needed to know. Um, and so we pretty much took that and, uh, ran with it. And I, I mean, I was just ended up being an extension of the TNDV crew, but kind of also was the, the middleman between TNDV and, uh, the church, because I understood a little more of how the truck side worked, um, and was able to just be that middleman and make sure that things happen, um, when they needed to happen, um, uh, dfab who i work with at skylark we uh he was also there as the broadcast audio engineer and so since broadcast audio directly affects what we were doing on the truck and the stream going out i played a good hand in helping him and making sure that he was good and that we had all the levels we needed um, because we were doing a little bit of transport sometimes it's just easier to drop a truck stage box um beside the broadcast digico rack to do io so we were doing a good bit of tie lines between uh digico and the uh soundcraft box that's on that truck um because they did some host mics and ifbs and then uh band and md feeds into calm and stage announced back into the band's ears so just kind of coordinating and helping be the guy to help figure out all that out um and then one morning one of the volunteers couldn't be there so i ended up being the td uh, and switched the morning session so it was the first time sitting down behind a a grass valley panel so that that was cool seen one many times and never actually you know punched any buttons on it 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 was all already set up and didn't really dive into it but uh it was cool i liked it i liked a lot of the the features of it and uh i can see why a lot of people uh, you know picked that and i mean i i I walked away uh i'm like okay um i truly believe that everyone's flagship level of switcher does the exact same thing it just looks a little different and does it in a little bit different way but at the end of the day they all have the same features they might just be called something different but they actually are probably called the same thing it's just made by another manufacturer yeah that was cool yeah it's cool so you were doing like video engineer like really systems engineering across audio and video Yeah. yeah yeah it's cool Okay. You guys, you guys remember that movie Office Space from like in the nineties, early thousands? Oh, yes. Yeah. There's that scene yes. in the where they're like trying to do the layoffs, and the Bobs are interviewing the one guy, and 
He's like, what do you, so what would you say you do here? And his whole job was he's the middleman, you know, and they're thinking efficiency. How do we cut out the middleman? But the middleman can be important, you know, like That's right. I, we're good with people, right? That's right. <laughs> so like we're the ones trying to be the the middleman between what the client the client with the church wants to do, what's the creative programming want to do. Yeah. And then the and it, and it was nice members. that, you know, the the relationship that I do have with TNDV. And I was very excited when I found out it was gonna be JJ because yeah you know, done countless passion gigs with him. And so him and I actually have a relationship. Mm -hmm. There's trust there. And so it's like, Hey, I've landed this on this tie line. Can you make it do this? And he's like, yeah, cool. Or it's like, can we do this? And he's just like, yeah, tell me where you patch it. Yeah. Versus, you know, a lot of times the truck engineer is going to go and do everything. Um, so it, it was cool. I think it sped, sped a lot of things up and yeah, you know, it's always fun to, I think it's do something different. I think it's also helpful for like folks like us who I think, I mean, it's very applicable to church, right? Like we end up being in that middle position, but the middle position is important for, because of the why. So it's like, Hey, we understand the why we understand how we operate. We understand the uniqueness of what a church event is then different than maybe a corporate event or some other thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, even rusty in your scenario, a lot of corporate events are pulled off by church people. Right. Um, and so like, it's just a unique way of operating. And so us being able to be technical and then understand the why, then the guys doing the heavy engineering work don't have to be filled in on the why. They're just like, yep, just tell me what I need to do. I don't care why I need to do it. Right. Let's just get it Sometimes done. Sometimes they have a long punch list and like, right. They just need, yeah. Yeah. We want to put on the list and we'll get it done. It's just true. right. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Rusty, did you finish up what you were doing this summer? So you, um, well, events, I did, yeah, I did managing. the perfect tour again. Um, oh, that's right. First half, the Dude Perfect Tour. Such a fun show to be on. Uh, you know, my kids always think I'm a hero when I get to go do that. So that's that's really why I do it, let's be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a fun, it's a really fun show. I mean, and it's I get to kind of dream and plan about it a little bit on leading up to it and and then getting on site. We spend a few days in rehearsals and it's uh, it's one of my favorite things I get to do because it really stretches me as a video director because it's it's not music, it's not talking head, which is most of what we do, right? Especially in church world or even in corporate world, it's someone buying a podium or someone giving a keynote address. Um, but this is, it's just five, you know, five or six guys on a massive stage and it's chaos. And it's, yeah. um, you know, we're going to do these crazy sports battles and these um, different segments. It's like, like a variety show, really. So you've got six or eight different movements of the throughout the night or, and they're all different. Sometimes they're sitting down at a table and you got to, how do I, how do I shoot this, this segment uh, to make it feel like cool, not cool. Like, like, like it does on YouTube mm. and, and the battles are all over the place. How do we get the angles that we need to get to capture the battles so that people can in the upper, upper deck can see what's happening. And I like it cause I, I, I get to watch a lot of YouTube dude perfect cause my kids are in that age group. And so I kind of approach it with like, how do I make this show? Like all these people come into the show, come to the arena, they watch it on YouTube. So how do I make, this experience in the arena feel as close to YouTube as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, and so it's a really, it's a, it's a fun challenge to get to do that. And it's, it's also different cause like most tours get really repetitive and this one doesn't like every night has its own little twists and there's different mm -hmm. audience interaction points and the battles go differently. Um, I mean, some nights they, they make the impossible shot on the first shot and sometimes it takes them 10 minutes, you know? So it's, um, it keeps it fresh. It's super fun. So what was one of the, what was one of the challenging things this year that was different than last year? Um, or was it just the same challenges? Yeah, it's similar. I mean, I would say some of the, we only have four cameras 
like four man cameras. So it's not not crazy, you know. Mm. Especially if you could look at this the staging. I mean, there's runways all over the place. It's a massive. This year was like a massive X of a stage. So so it's semi in the round. Some of the moments are. So trying to cover it with four cameras, it's it gets challenging to where I'll run. Um, you got two cameras in front of the house. They're hard cameras. They're, they're all, that's where they're always going to be. And then you've, I've got two roaming cameras and I kind of put them on different sides of the stage and I run the fiber cables in such a way that they may be all the way downstage for one segment. And then during a video roll, they're going to move 50, probably more like, yeah, 35, 40 yards upstage to a different position. And so just kind of mapping out the show um, and all the segments. So what, where do you need to be for this one? How, do you, how much time do you have to get to your next position for the camera ops? Um, and then, yeah. So I'd say the challenge is just find the different angles. Like if someone is shooting a basketball goal, shooting a basketball 20 yards to a basketball goal, you really want to find the angle that like allows you to see in the same frame, them shooting the basketball and going in the goal. Or if that's not possible, then can I use two camera shots to show them shooting it and then their ball hitting the goal? So always kind of doing it like that. Um, so like if you imagine you got five guys and uh, they, have to, they have to do three stages. They have to shoot a basketball, kick a soccer ball, and then shoot an arrow. And so we just try to follow the leader, whoever's winning. Um, I try to follow them. And so I want to see the person shooting and the basketball goal at the same time. And if I see the person shooting the red ball and the red ball goes in, then we cut to the camera and watch them follow to the next stage. And then I want to see that same person kicking it. Uh, so I was doing multi-cuts a lot of times. Like one side of the LED mm -hmm. wall would have one of the cameras that was showing the guy hitting the shot. And the other camera would show the target that he's hitting. And so you could see, does it actually land on the target? So that's the hard thing. It's just the pacing of it and trying to follow who's winning, where they're going next. Um, but yeah, it's super do you, fun. Do you have an assistant director helping guide all that? No, I think it's just, oh. you The you do have the same camera ops every night. And so mm. they know the flow of it. Um, so yeah. the rehearsals really help. It'd be impossible to do that show. Like a lot of tours have, especially Christian tours, will do volunteer cam ops or just... Yeah. stagehand calls um so you get a different person every night this would be really impossible to do without consistency yeah got it okay i was wondering i was like man how do you manage it because you're you're pressing buttons on the switcher too right or do yeah. you have no it's, okay, yeah, so you've all of it it's a lot to manage yeah it's a lot yeah, yeah for sure yeah and then cool. um last what a couple weeks ago me and jeremy got to work together while you were out at oh, yeah. movement conference um, we were yep. in chicago for uh, the Global right. Leadership Summit, which was, it's always a fun time. What what can we share about that one? I mean, I, I think um, to me was managing three streams at once. <laughs> like, yeah, we have yeah. an iMac cut in the room. We have a broadcast cut that goes to all the host sites and to online. And then we also have an international cut that goes to tape, but it helps give them a head start on the edits because it, basically on the international cut, we don't want to show any English words because they're going to be translating it into other languages. So. All kinds but, of so is it controls. just a clean feed then, no, or is it a completely separate cut? So go ahead, Rusty, explain. Well, you you were punched. You were doing it. You tell me. Oh, well, the well, all of the content, you know, like the speakers' content, um, points and um, quotes and all that kind of stuff, is on the large LED wall. So we have a dolly shot, or um, mostly a, a wide dolly shot that's that's capturing the speaker and the LED wall for the content. So in that moment what they're going to do in post is add lower thirds for international. So they didn't want to see the large LED or wall side with panels. the content. Uh, or so, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You needed just so, the speaker. Yeah. So wow. what we had to do in that moment was 
for iMac and broadcast, we would cut to camera three, which was our dolly, and then camera cut to camera two, which was a head to toe um, on the international feed. So yeah. every time sometimes we sometimes we would cut like camera one tight in the room, yeah. camera three dolly for broadcast to show the content. Because mm-hmm. the people in the room can yeah. mostly see the wall. Yeah. And then camera two yeah. on international. Yeah. And then get them all back in sync. Was that on? So was it just you on one panel yeah. cutting that across three stripes? Yes. Or? I did a lot of custom custom control macros. Lots That's a of lot. Yeah. So we did, I came up with a thing, uh, scheme of like what custom controls or macros. We'll say macros because custom control is such a Ross centric thing. So macros, like what macros uh, did what? So like I had, um, like seven slash one. So that's seven in broadcast and one on iMac. Um, and then um, I also labeled in, in Acuity World, you can. Can I brag color? on you? Let me brag on okay, you. Okay, go. Because I don't okay. want you to toot your own horn. Okay. I saw you do this and I was like, this blows my mind. You color coded and like customized the labels of each, co- of each macro. Mm-hmm. And the, the color in his mind told him, did it dissolve or did it cut? Or then it also. Yeah. I, what I, just, I was I was blown yeah. away. This is a cool, one of the smartest things I've ever That's seen. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I we we used to do that as well, Jeremy. When I was at Elevation, and maybe they still do, but yes, color codes meant the world. Typically, yeah. red would put something. You needed to know yeah. it was about to put something yeah. in some in front of something else. Yeah. yeah. What was the other so one? You the, also like inverted the text on one of them, Jeremy. What was that? So yeah, so inverted. So in so in Acuity world, you can like invert it. Um, so where it's like almost like a darkened background with uh, wider text. So mm-hmm. inverted mint, there's dissolves and then non-inverted mint cuts. And then um, the color meant, so you can like colorize based on the, you know, each ME has a different color. So it's like broadcast is yellow, iMag, ME1 may be blue, ME3 may be red on your stripe or on your panel. So then you can colorize your custom controls, those colors, those ME colors. So like I had a three slash two that was red. Well, I knew that meant it was changing the international feed with ME three. So red. And then, so I knew I could just look down and like have confidence. Cause this is like, you know, so I if mean, I would ever say, Hey, take three to international, you know, yeah. that's color, boom. whatever. And then boom. Yep. Yep. So like having the confidence of doing that and like every, Coming out of video roles, we wanted to transition out of video, out of a video, dip to one frame of black, and then come out to like the jib on broadcast, and then um, camera one or camera two on iMac. So that's what that transition uh, uh, custom controller macro did. Different than the one that was just seven and two, which was just a cut, or seven and one, which is cut. So, yeah. I just learned, I picked that up from a long time ago. I was like, I just need to be able to sit down in a switcher and like have confidence of remembering what that button meant and like, what's that button going to do? Um, like lowercase letters, never take anything to air. So if it's like name something that's all lowercase, it means it's a prep or setup. It's recalling something to get ready for something. And then all caps is going to take something to air in an Emmy. So that's cool. Yeah. You know, just all those like little things that really can help. It made me think about like, in church, you know, in church world, you have, if you have volunteer directors that come in every week, it's really hard to keep, like, to remember, like, what does this macro do? Or does this go to air or what? Or does this cut or dissolve? 
So I was like, this is yeah. brilliant. Churches should do this. Create a cheat sheet, print it out, put it next to your switcher. And it's like, here's your template. Here's your guide. Here's your, you know, your primer on what these different codes mean. And that yeah. way you just, man, that'd be brilliant. Loved it. Yeah. And you just got to build whatever you have like a shot box as well. So or do you just do it across the stripes? I just did it across the stripes. Um, yeah. I had a shot box. Yeah. Yeah. That I could use every now and then. Yep. This was at That's Willow. Cool. They have a great setup in there. We had 58 video plays. We pl- pressed play 58 times on a video server during a two-day conference. And uh, across three three channels. Not plugging anybody, but was that also, was that a tria? Yeah. And you just were queuing it up via the acuity as well? Yeah, I didn't queue it up because I didn't do any uh, file recalls. There was a playback op sitting in front of it. That's good because that can take of, forever oh, to yeah. build all that. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to have 50 different custom controls recalling 50 mm-hmm. different files and manage yeah, that's, that. So. that's painful to, to build. But the op would just load it and then the producer and AD would keep track of what server. So it'd be like ready server one. And then I would take server one with the roll clip function and it would play. Um, yeah. So the op was just making sure the right video was loaded in the right channel. So it worked great. It's flawless. It was, uh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Really well. So it was fun. Um, yeah, I've met, I've met some really f- great people over the last um, three to four months um, in the church world. I uh, got to go out to Dallas um, last week and met some really awesome people. I, I love, love, love meeting people who are like um, new to video and like trying to understand, you know, video systems and make their video systems better at church and um, interacting and, and how to make those video systems better without necessarily spending uh, a ton of money. Um, so. I hope you invited those people to MXU Live September fourteenth and fifteenth. Oh yeah, I did. Well, I I did. I did plug the podcast a lot. So um, one guy was talking about twenty one ten, and I was like, "You need a podcast when they could go on and say it hasn't happened since March (laughs) twentieth. Well, listen, I said, "Listen, I said we were talking about twenty one ten, and he was asking a whole bunch of questions and trying to understand it. And I was like, "Listen, I'm not an expert, but." We have a podcast that will really help you uh, go further faster in the 2110 world. So look it up. And uh, yeah, so and then that's when I was like, man, that's probably when you guys got a text message from me saying we need to record another podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like you do it every other week now. Yeah. We just need to actually stop and do it. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So live event, MXU Live. Uh, Rusty, what can you tell us about it? September 14th and 15th at Passion City Church in Atlanta. Um, similar to years past, but I think similar in the sense that I think it'll be super helpful. Um, we will deep dive into a lot of content. You'll walk away learning a lot of things. But what I think is going to be cool about this year is it's is that we'll have poss- maybe more of a traditional kind of structure, but we'll have main audit, like main room sessions that I think will be great for inspiration and for uh, leadership and just team building um, and just, you know, to come and just get a space to be able to worship and, and kind of just take it all in. And, um, and then there'll be more of a separate uh, experiences for our deep dives where we can really dive in deep. Uh, If you're, if you're interested in video, you can come to the the video deep dives and we will um, probably be able to go deeper than we have in the years past. So I think creating that space over two days, um, letting us break out of different disciplines is going to be is going to be huge, and it's 
also just a great chance to meet people, meet people like you, the people that think like you, that have the same or similar struggles that you do at your job. Um, and just a great chance to network and learn from each other. Yeah. So there's things like, like the deep dives are like, um, you know, before you set, like, what do you need to do to get your band ready? Um, how do you train and recruit volunteers? Like, um, things like how do we deal with lighting and how's the best way to light for key light and backlight and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, yeah, so full audio video lighting, uh, mixing, and then there's a lot of like, uh, leadership type of, uh, worship leadership type of content as well. So, um, yeah, excited about that. So, yeah. Um, what do we need to know? I guess go to, <laughs> this is what's weird about this, a little bit of transparency here, y'all. So what's really fascinating and cool about what the opportunity we get to do with the podcast is like, we don't necessarily have these conversations with it with um the mxu guys all the time and so like we get to make up like what we talk about on the podcast including yep. promoting the mxu live event where we're like you know what we should probably talk about it and then we don't really know all the details so what we would say is like you should probably just go to get mxu.com and just like i just did and check out all the details i guarantee you your team will be better and you will be better um for it and uh yeah what is what does craig what does craig rochelle say all the time when the um when the leader gets better everyone gets better something is that, like that okay yeah so i just i just remember it a lot a lot at the uh global leadership summit um yeah but that's the idea is like hey when we get better the people we lead will be better and get better so um yeah we don't necessarily no one's told us to plug mxu live event but it is definitely worth it uh, it'll be fun to see uh, folks there and and learn and grow. What else yeah. you talk about? Have you guys seen this uh, Vegas LED sphere? This thing blows my mind. Man, I can't wait to go see it for real. Do you, do y'all have plans I want to, to see go it see from it? the plane? I want to see it from the plane where it, like I've seen. I some do videos. not have plans. Should we go to Vegas? Yeah, it's cool. We should. Adam Taylor from where he lives. It's a lo- it's a long way away, but he kind of lives up on a hill, and from his uh, balcony. Uh, they have a clear view of it. Really? So he has to zoom all the way in on his phone, but you can still tell what's on it. And and the fact that he's a long way away from it. Yeah. And she's, I remember not this past year, but the year before that, uh, at NAB riding the monorail around it when it was still being built. And just then like you could tell how huge it was going to be. And now the fact that it's got all the panels on it, but I think the funny thing is, and it's like, well, something that scale it's, it's always going to be broke. But anytime you see any piece of content on the internet, it's got tiles out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can't imagine what that thing's going to look like in a year. Um, and I also would hate to be on the LED tech team that has to fix that thing in Vegas in the middle of the summer. Yeah. No desire yeah. to do that. Surely yeah. it has, like, access, like, catwalks on the inside. It has inside, to have right? access. Yeah. It, I mean, I feel like when it didn't have tiles on it, there were catwalks on the backside of the tiles. So it's at least accessible from behind the tiles, but man, that's a lot. So there's, help me understand what, what I remember seeing it in Vegas, but not on, but basically there's led on the outside of the sphere and inside, right? Is that how yeah. that works? So when the concert's happening, there's con, if you are outside, you can see the content playing. And then when you're inside, it's like a fully immersive led experience, right? That's yeah, I don't know if the inside to the okay. outside content will map once they that would be cool though 
if there's a show going on inside, it's just mapped to, and matches whatever's on the inside. I don't know if that's the case or not. That would be cool. Yeah. Because I've only seen renders. I feel like I've only seen renders of the inside. I don't think anybody's leaked anything yet. Yeah. But No, I think I saw like, a picture last week of like, like they're still actively building the inside. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know that there was an audio article released on the audio technology in it. So hopefully sooner than later, we'll get to know how much and what's driving all that LED wall. And if, if that's already been released and we haven't seen it, someone please send it away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To, uh, I kind of want to, I want to see like an that. architectural slice. Like how, what mm-hmm. is the space between that exterior LED and the interior LED? Like there has to be, yeah. it, you can walk around mm-hmm. that somehow. Yeah. And then how is it, how is the place waterproof? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, how does it keep the outdoor elements out? Yeah. Well, it's probably just a big roof. Yeah. Yeah. And it's then, a dome. I remember that much. And then LED you can on take, top of the you roof. You can take like panels of the roof off to access the LED. Yeah. Maybe. No. I don't know. No. Yeah. I see what you mean. It's, yeah. It's interesting. Um, have to do a deep dive on that. My friend, my friend, uh, does a lot of concerts. He has tickets, um, to the YouTube. And he asked, yeah, at the sphere. Yeah. So he asked wow. if I wanted to go, and I'm like, I don't know if I was like, this is, you know, that, when your friends invite, <laughs> yeah, that's right. When your friends invite you to things, you're like, so when you say do you want to go, are you meaning like I'm gonna be paying money for these tickets, or yeah. he's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, How much is it? I don't remember what he said, but it was enough for me to be like, I need a new set of golf clubs, bro. Like I need. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not. I'm not ready to spend that you much money be, on like, a concert. You should expense this. So. This is like a competitor to Row LED products, right? It's I not. Mean, it's not how it works. I wish <laughs> that was how the world works, but it's not. Competitor to Ross so. LED products, I should say. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. 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 Yeah. Not how the world works, but would be cool if it did. So we'll see. Uh, that's coming up this fall. So I'll have a. He's he he and his wife are going for sure. So I'll have a, like a a a real live person experience of like what it was like so it'd be fun to chat with him about it so this picture yeah. zach just texted us a picture it looks like like one of those um children's Exo jungle skeleton. gym Exo, yeah like the, the oh, old like yeah. playground dome thing at the at the playground you yeah. know like the kids climb around it's like that with led outside and inside of it and then just cat yeah those catwalks every like what, 15 feet or so mm. yeah probably and then there's definitely a metal skin that is the roof of yeah. the actual dome. Yeah. So, so you're walking yeah. in between like the roof and the panel structure. I see. Yeah. This kind of things are going to start popping up all over the world now. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah, if you're listening to this podcast uh, and you know how this actually works, uh, please DM one of us. That's right. And we will promptly schedule an episode and let <laughs> the right. world know how yeah. this happens. That's right. And listen to as much as you can tell us. That's right. That is right. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Um, any other cool things like that that we've seen? I don't think so. Yeah, I you know football season's coming up, so uh, I know I was going to quiz y'all because I googled it. Uh, do you know how many days until Georgia plays? Uh, I know it's September second, um, second. So so okay, I'll accept that. Yeah, it's 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 nineteen days. Yeah, yeah. But at least y'all know that it's yeah. the second. Yeah. Well, I only know it because my anniversary is a third, so I always am conflicted between anniversary weekend and watching Georgia Bulldogs play. So, and it's Labor Day weekend. See, my anyway. birthday is the first, so I was like, I could do oh. whatever I want to do. That's kind That's of right. Nice. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so football season's going to be fun. It'll be fun to see some see some uh, halftime shows and see really the broadcasting side. Can't wait to see how you know what game day looks like this year. What um, you know, sports broadcasting. It's definitely changing, I think, for sure. Changing a lot. And so, you know, especially I even the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, the, the content is like the programming is changing. I would say like how they yeah. shoot it. Is, a couple of years ago, it was all the rave about, hey, we got these shallow up the field cameras on yeah. on the field now. And that's just getting more and more in golf world. It's, I mean, I watch a lot of golf. And then we've got live drone shots, which are adding so much to the to the broadcast. Yeah. Yep. And they've got these. That's cool. Um, walk and talks with the golfers now that are on. Oh yeah, it's really like a like a little handheld gimbal. Um, not even a Steadicam, I don't think. But they're getting just more and more of that shallow depth of field, small form factor, large sensor camera, and uh, in the in the people's faces. Which I think the whole point is like, as I the more I look at it, it's like the point is not be shallow or to it's it's just to get more intimate. Like it's to bring mm-hmm. people to the to a, to the story of what's happening. So, um, yeah seeing their faces is, is what it's all about. And then like the drone shots, live drone shots just help you really understand the elevation change and the, you know, what the actual scene looks like better. Just yeah. tools. And then in, yeah. in data tracking too, I think um, seeing how like, you know, I just feel we, every major golf tournament has the shot trackers now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how you integrate data with the, a server that's... I would love to know how that works. Oh, I've right. always been intrigued too. At, at just at Top Golf. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the fact that they're doing it out there, like... So, my understanding is they're not, they're not actually tracking the physical location of the ball. They're just getting data about club head speed, ball speed, rotation, spin, angle of attack, all that stuff. And the, the algorithm, it does math really quick mm. to show you what the shape of that path would be. And then yep. draws it on, which is pretty crazy. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. So it might not be fully accurate, but it's dang close to where the ball actually went. For sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. I see. Cool. I see. So they basically they know like within this margin of error with these specs, it's going to go here. And it's going to do this. Yeah. Maybe it. Maybe it. I mean, so, if someone out there knows, I would love to talk to you. Maybe, maybe yeah, it also mm-hmm. takes that info, then also takes tracking of the physical ball in the camera shot, and then like does some quick math to make sure we're lining up, and then draws yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It is definitely. I mean, wild. just the simple fact that some of those camera ops doing golf and the fact that they track that golf ball is mind blowing. Yep. You know, I it, I'm not a camera op, and you know, I, it's a struggle for me to keep a person in focus from 50 feet away, much less a tiny little golf ball outside in broad daylight. Yeah. You know, especially when it's the guy that's, you know, 80 feet up in a in a lift with his camera up there, just tracking it like it's nothing to it. Yep. If you ever get a chance to watch like some of the golf over in Europe, that's what blows my mind. These guys are in cranes so high up and it is so windy. I, I just, oh. It's so scary. There's no way I would oh, do that. Wow. That's what I noticed. When I was out at um, the Masters, there was these massive crane trucks with just a little tiny little platform on top of it. Mm-hmm. And that dude way up there. I mean, I was like, no way. No way I would be up there. So They got to be wearing a diaper, right? I don't know. Be. I mean, geez. Or they're just trained real yeah. good. Yeah. What's crazy is that it's it's all controlled from up there. So he can bring, so he just brings it down, you know, and then yeah. goes back up. So it's just a big, but it's a crane truck. It's not like a lift. It's like a legit mm. crane truck um, with the outriggers and all. So, yeah. Crazy. 
So as we wrap up our time together, uh, maybe we just a quick little statement about um, what we can expect from the podcast moving forward. Like, um, there's a we obviously we talked about how it's been a while and and how it sometimes it struggled to get things recorded and all that stuff. But what we would love to do is like double down on our community and learn a lot from other people as well inside of the church space and outside the church space. So uh, coming up, you're going to be able to hear from church leaders who are leading video teams, not just hear from us, but um, other church leaders who are leading video teams and talk to them about how they do things, their best practices, all that kind of stuff, as well interview people like if we can find somebody from the sphere or find somebody from uh, the golfing world or football world um, that can make us better. So in general, we're going to continue to uh, help ourselves grow, learn a lot more than we know now. And cause that's, again, that's the goal of the podcast is to get better. And then also hear from other church leaders who are leading video teams, leading church teams and, um, see what insight they may have. So that's what you can expect. Um, we're going to do, uh, our goal is always monthly podcast. And, uh, so as we can make schedule happen, that's what we're going to do. So any thoughts from you guys? Needed to get these things out, man. Yeah. This this is always a fun hour, so that yeah. we spend together just talking about you know life and the world that we live in and what we do, and you know it's always fun when we talk about things that help help others. Yep. Yeah, I think if you guys could see our video cameras, the, there's a little. I feel like Zach, you're sitting that way very uh, intentionally, right over your head. There's a sign on your wall that says "Keep it simple." Yeah. That's right. That's, that's what we, gotta, right. we just got to keep it simple. I think. Yep. I think on our minds, we kind of made this thing like. It's overcomplicated. We got to have certain people that experts that, you know, nobody can get access to and talk to them. Now let's just talk to each other and let's learn from each yeah. other and um, from the churches yeah. that we get to, we visit and the community that we know. So let's keep it simple, stupid. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And to be honest, uh, put yourself out there. So if there's somebody that's listening to this and you're like, Hey, uh, you've got some thoughts about how things work or you're curious about things like hit us up on Instagram. Um, Texas, call us, email us, whatever you have info about us with, and then um, you know maybe you can come on and, and share some of your insight. I think uh, a lot of people think that oh, I'm not as good as you know Rusty and Zach and Jeremy, so I don't need to really reach out to them. But hey, reach out. Let's have a conversation. Let's chat about some stuff, and maybe uh, come on and, and chat about what you're doing. So put yourself out there, and uh, yeah, it'll be fun to see uh, who we can chat with. Definitely. So. All right. I think All right. that's about good it chatting. for now. Go yeah. dogs. Wait yeah. for football. Let's go. It's good times, guys. We'll see you later. See y'all. See ya. If you've seen or heard anything from MXU, you've probably gathered that we care deeply about helping you create healthy teams. We know that you have a lot on your shoulders, but you don't have to bear it all alone. MXU can come alongside you to help you recruit volunteers and bring them on board in a healthy way. With our platforms, you gain back valuable ministry time as we take over the bulk of training from entry level to advanced concepts in audio, video, and lighting. Keeping your team healthy should be a priority at any church, and a healthier team means a healthier you. Start building a healthy team at getmxu.com.